I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is Your Peak Daily for Thursday, September 29th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Jay, so a fun fact of the day for the Peak Pals, Canada's population as of July 1st, Canada Day, is 38,929,902. So according to the latest Statistics Canada data, Canada grew by over 3,100 people per day last quarter, the highest growth rate since Q3 of 1957, when the baby boom was, as you can imagine, Jay, it was booming. What do you think? I can't wait for what we call this. Is this the pandemic boom? Pan boomers? It could be pan boomers. All I know is this, Jay. That's a hell of a lot of people who could be listening to the Peak Daily. It sure is. And it's a lot of people that are on the highways, I've noticed. So as our population grows, so does traffic is what I think is happening, Brett. Yeah, the highways, subways. I, look, I was on the subway. I think for the first time in a while, I've really felt like everything is back in motion, that the pandemic truly is over and people are getting back to their normal lives. They're going back to their office. They're commuting again. And there's pros and cons to that. I think there's more pros than cons, though. I like seeing everybody out and about. It is good. And it's also funny to see people pushing winter with their big puffy jackets, even though it's like 15 degrees. People are ready to put on different clothes, I think. What do you think? Yeah, well, it's the toughest part of the year for dressing. Well, actually, that's not true. Spring is tough, too. But you might dress in the morning. It's cold, but it gets warm in the afternoon and you don't know what to do. So I sympathize with them. That's for sure. I know we're talking about population and we'll get to the podcast, but have you turned your heat on yet? No, my building turns the heat on and they haven't done that yet. And I haven't turned my own personal heat on yet. Have you? No, but it was cold this morning and we did change to our- My window's still open, Jay. I'm not turning the heat on. <laughs> well, we changed to our down duvet. But Brett, aside from the population, the weather, the traffic, what else do we have for Peak Pals today? Well, they've already gotten a tour de force here, Jay. <laughs> for our first story, employees are getting paid more. For our second story, CAPTAs could be a thing of the past. And for our last story, there could be a new Alzheimer's drug. For our first story, employers have come up with a novel idea to retain and sustain their workforce during these trying times. You may have heard of it. Its nickname is PPM, paying people more. Does this mean I'm getting a raise, Brett? Jay, you know, we're going to have that performance review at the end of the year, and we'll talk about it then. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. For the rest of us, the average Canadian employer expects to increase base salaries by 4.2% next year, according to a new survey by Eckler. That's the biggest pay bump, annual pay bump in 20 years. Canada's already seen wage increases occur this year, with hourly wages going up by 5.3% last quarter on a year-over-year -year basis. This, according to Statistics Canada. Now, a separate survey by analytics giant Mercer found that 34% of businesses are considering off-cycle wage increases to keep workers happy, which is probably a good thing. To further sweeten the pot, companies are also offering better benefits and investing in ways to engage employees like diversity and inclusion programs. Now, a strange cocktail of high inflation but low unemployment has put workers in a position where they need more money to keep up with the cost of living and have the leverage to do it. There were 997,000 job vacancies last quarter, the most ever, while unemployment levels have consistently hovered around historic lows all year. The wage hikes are happening despite the Bank of Canada repeatedly telling Canadian businesses, please, please don't do that, like an exhausted parent futilely scolding their child. I'm sure you do that once in a while, Jay. You're got pretty good kids. <laughs> I absolutely do. The Bank of Canada's big fear is that wage increases will bring about the insidious wage price spiral, which... Higher wages fuel the inflation fire by leading to higher prices. 
But wages are still highly likely to keep pace with inflation despite even these bumps, meaning Canadian workers can still see a net loss in how much they actually make. And here's why it matters, Brett, aside from the obvious that I'd like a raise. The unique conditions of today's job market have given employees more bargaining power. We'll see if that lasts, if and when a recession hits. For our second story, if there's one thing denizens of the World Wide Web can agree on, it's that these CAPTCHAs, Jay, they suck. The bot-preventing security measures are time-consuming and confusing. How many times do I have to quibble over clicking a little box that contains a tiny sliver of a bicycle just to prove to some robot that I'm a real human being? Surely there must be a better way. I hate CAPTCHAs, Jay. Are they going away? How about maybe? Will you take maybe as an answer? I'll say maybe. It's better than sticking around. <laughs> Right. Maybe. IT giant Cloudflare, they're introduced a new breed of CAPTCHA test called Turnstile that promises to reduce the average test time from 32 seconds where you can find your little sliver of a bicycle to just one second. And 32 seconds might not sound like a lot, but when combined, Cloudflare estimates we cumulatively waste over 500 years every single day just completing CAPTCHAs. Yeah, instead of presenting a visitor with a puzzle, well, Turnstile cuts down on times by testing the browser to see if the visitor using it has been exhibiting any non-human behaviors. Now, Cloudflare are also argues that this method is better for user privacy as it doesn't collect and store data as typical captures do. Well, the irony is like, is it a non-human behavior to actually look for bicycles and grainy photographs? But whatever. Critics are concerned the system can be duped since the method isn't actually testing if there's a human user like the regular CAPTCHAs do. Just it's making an informed guess. And CAPTCHAs may be annoying, but they are pretty effective. Machines only have a 0.01% success rate in passing them per research from Microsoft. And this is a big deal because replacing CAPTCHAs with a test where users don't have to do anything promises to prevent headaches, boost productivity, and make the web more accessible. And for our last story, Brett, a new drug slowed the rate of cognitive decline in Alzheimer's patients in large-scale clinical trials, according to its developers Biogen and Isay. Okay, so here's what's happening. I'm going to apologize in advance here. The name of this drug is really hard to pronounce. Patients who receive the drug, lisanemab, lacanemab, it's tough, experienced 27% less cognitive decline than those who got the placebo in clinical trials involving 1,800 people with some form of cognitive impairment or mild Alzheimer's. The drug works by reducing toxic plaques in the brain caused by buildup of a protein called amyloid, which many researchers believe is a leading cause of dementia. Now, if the data from the clinical trial is accurate, it would be a significant milestone in the effort to reverse cognitive decline and stave off dementia. Dr. Susan Kohlhaus, Director of Research at Alzheimer's Research UK, said this is a historic moment for dementia research as this is the first phase three trial of an Alzheimer's drug in a generation to successfully slow cognitive decline. Now, not to take the tone down a bit, Jay, but Biogen and Alsi have yet to publish full peer-reviewed results and researchers will want to see those to better assess the drug's effectiveness. Biogen's last attempt at an Alzheimer's drug, Adjuhelm, initially seemed promising and received approval from the U.S. FDA, but was eventually abandoned by the company after heavy criticism from doctors and scientists who questioned its effectiveness. Now, next, Biogen iSide. I think it's iSide, Jay. This, these are tough, tough names in this, but we're going to keep going here. Plan to release full results from the trials in November and could receive initial FDA approval as early as January next year. Forget the names, folks. This is just an important story that could be a huge breakthrough in Alzheimer's research. 
Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Brett. Brett, have a nice, warm day today. Yeah, you too, Jay. Cheers.